Hello and welcome to A Journey Through the Decacast, a Comrade Retrospective Through the Lens of Decade, where I am Garrett. And I'm Chris. And, um... And I'm Evan. No, Evan's no. not here this yeah, week. Yeah, Evan's not here. Um, he got stuck in the mirror world for a little bit, but, like, but like in, like, a non-deadly way. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got a problem with evaporation disease currently, but, you know... He's seeing someone for it, and hopefully he'll be back yeah, next time. Yeah, he, he has a deck, uh, so he can travel between worlds without getting stuck. And uh, there's no current monsters trying to eat him. Um, His birthday isn't close enough for him to disappear. <laughs> Wait, when is Evan's birthday? I don't actually know that. Um, Don't put me on the spot like that. It's It's not <laughs> right now. I feel like it's close to A-Sun. It's, a, it's around A-Sun time. Uh, so in this episode, we learn that Yui is just turning 20. Uh, what the fuck? Yui is clearly older than 20, right? No, I mean, that's, like, fine. You, you think she looks 20? I would never have guessed that. Okay, so, A, I would never guess ages. Um, uh, I am terrible at guessing ages. This is true because so I don't know take how they work. Everything I say here with a grain of salt. Like I, I, I do not understand how you guess that because it varies from person to person. I have like mild prosopagnosia and also do not really understand how aging affects people's bodies visually. So, um, yes. So I guess a couple things before we get into that. We watched episodes forty-five and forty-six, entitled "The Twentieth Birthday" and "Tiger's a Hero." Um, B, UA is turning 20, which means she's 19 right now. Yeah, that's super weird to me. She looks significantly older than that. I mean, it's acting, Chris. Okay, yeah, I guess maybe, yeah, maybe her actress is, like, older than that, and this is just one of those weird adults play teens thing. I'm, I don't feel like it's, like, that bad, like... It, I I don't know. I was really quite surprised when they said that her twentieth birthday was going coming up, but maybe no, that's I was just fine. Me. I'm like I'm like clearly she's not in high school, so. Well, yeah, I I thought she wasn't in high school because she'd like been running her own business for a long time now. I mean, at least by a long time, I mean a couple of years. So yeah, I mean, but like high school straight in the cafe for like a year or two, and then Auntie comes back like that adds up more or less fine. Something else that struck me as did they ever bring up how her aunt is related to her? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Or if uh, they that did, seems like a pretty that seems like a pretty major question considering that she has amnesia about her past and her brother is like a ghost or something. They just don't talk about it. It's fine. Uh, like is her is her aunt also her brother's aunt? Do they like do they have different like? How is she her aunt? Through which part of her family? I uh, don't know if there's an answer to that. Does her family exist? Is her aunt maybe like uh, also a fake person or something? That's that's a lot. Because they have not even hinted at that so far, and that would be a wild reveal. Um, honestly, like the wiki page has like. T 
two sentences on it, so... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It So, right now, at this point, it strikes me as a thing like, well, we just gave this character an aunt who helps her run her business, because that's a normal thing for a character to have. And then they were like, okay, the story is actually about her not having a past and possibly being, like, a made-up person from the mirror world. And I'm like, okay, those two things are a little... They don't exactly mesh together very easily. I I mean, it could have just been fabricated. We've established, like, weird time travel shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have gone through a time loop once already, so... Who knows? Oh, is her aunt her? Like, an older version of her? That would be wild. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um... So anyway, so last time, um, Gazelle Guy died. Yep, he got murdered. Um, Shiro is, like, being weird at the house, and then has, like, a flashback with, like, Yue crying. Um, that's, he does a lot of that, these episodes. There's a lot of, like, weird flashbacks to, like, the house that are kind of yeah. just, like, in incoherent in any way that it doesn't really put yeah, anything these together vague, these vague memories of them being kids together a long time ago her crying her talking to herself um and them drawing pictures of monsters together well there's like flashes of that throughout these episodes yeah um ren shows up to an empty cafe shinji's got a newspaper where it says uh, gazelle guy's dead and shinji's like man like i didn't want him dead and Bren's like, didn't you hate him, though? And he's like, yeah, but not enough to, like, kill him. <laughs> yeah, Shinji makes the extremely normal person point of just because I do not like someone doesn't think I should, they, doesn't mean I think they should be murdered. Yeah, and it's just like, gosh, Ren, you sure are confusing. Like, I understand a murderer much like Takeshi way better. <laughs> and and Ren's kind of like, ignoring that, um, I learned Catboy is still in college, so he might try to murder UA still. We should, uh keep an eye on that yeah i'm wondering like does he attend classes does he like unsure i don't know do do other people like meet this guy and when he's like i must kill you if i like you how does he not get reported to the police who knows um but shinji's like ah i don't want to kill cat boy and Ren's like, ah, look at you being so naive, not wanting to kill people. We're doing we're doing the Shinji motivation thing again. Yeah. I mean, I feel like not wanting Gazelle to Gazelle Guy to die is more understandable than not wanting to kill Cat Guy, because Cat Guy is clearly an unhinged murderer at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he's like a dangerous person who the, no one else really has the ability to stop, so Yeah. I, I accept Ren's argument there more than about the other, about uh, Gazelle Guy. Mm-hmm. Shinji comments about wishing he was smarter and could, like, figure out motivation and stuff. Um, Yue and Auntie come back to decorate, because it's almost Christmas time, too. And they bring up that Yue is turning 20 next month. Yeah. And then she starts to, like, disappear, and Shinji's like, oh, shit. Maybe it's just my imagination, though. Yeah, her hands do the evaporating thing a lot in these episodes. Yeah. Um, and then we t- cut to Takeshi, who knocked out some police, 
And then, like, there's more police cars coming, but then Catboy shows up to get him. Yes, he drives up in a car, tells uh, Oscar to get in, and then is like, we're going to go drive somewhere and fight. Yeah. Oscar's like, oh, that sounds great. Uh, I'm going to take a nap first, though. Yeah. Um, I also, like, maybe it happened before, but I feel like there's a clothing change with Catboy, and he wears darker clothes now, because, like, he thinks he's murdered. Oh, murdered I more. hadn't noticed that, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he's he's literally wearing black over white, like uh, like Luke does in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, nice nice catch. Return of the Jedi is a good movie. Yes, I, yes, it is. I like that movie. I'm generally like pro Star Wars. I also like Star Wars. I I suppose anyway. We can get back to this episode. Rip this episode. <laughs> um, this is why we need Evan I mean you, you saw you remember when we were watching Kiva and I was like kind of tolerant of its stuff up to a certain point yeah yeah like I still think about how like I was the most giving to Kiva I think it was up and up until the scene where they they like uh oh god I forget the names of the characters in that show but when they're in the past and the guy Atoya the, the, yeah Atoya uh has to turn into Ixa in order to beat that thing with the the monster hunter lady and she Yoko. like yeah Yoko yeah the the scene where they where she like has to throw him the Ixa belt because she's just not competent and or strong enough to do it i'm like okay this is bullshit yeah anyway ryuki um okay so okay so after so asakura <laughs> jumps in the car yep. takes a nap yep has cat boy drives away yep he does the spider-man three thing where he's wearing the dark clothes. That was, I think, the original thing we were trying to make. <laughs> okay. It might have been. So, it is now. So so the chief, the Ori Journal chief, shows up at the cafe uh, with a bunch of bags, and Shinji's like, what is going on? He says, well, you know, uh, that last story really bombed, and we don't have any money, uh, and... People kept calling about the rent and stuff, so Originals kind of over, except I'm going to keep doing it with just me and this computer here in this cafe. Except, like, it's just me. Also, Reiko's still investigating. Reiko is apparently off investigating, though we don't see her for these two episodes. Also, the other two ladies are helping the investigation. Uh, which basically means they are just mooching off Kitaoka. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm pro that. Yeah, he's got money. He can pay extra secretaries. That's true. Kid Oka's like, oh, just think of these new people as odd Christmas ornaments, because it's Christmas time. I do think it's kind of a cute little bit of characterization for the chief that he's not actually resentful of Shinji or Reiko or anybody about the fact that things have turned out so badly. No, he's just like point. he's just like a good boss that believes in yeah. his employees. He's like, we we reported what we believe to be the truth. It didn't go well. Hey, I'm not going to hold that against any of you guys. I mean, I, like, oh. I feel like that was like the same way when like we saw him in um, Geo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a cool, I don't know. I just thought it was a cool bit of characterization that he's just like, yeah, hey, 
Ups, downs, we just keep going. I mean, all, like, the Origirinal people are interesting. Yeah, I they are they are a fun supporting cast. I like them. Like, I, I feel like between them, like, we've somehow succeeded in the Bechtel test this show. Oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of true, actually. <laughs> I mean, that isn't, like, a huge accomplishment or anything, but, like, it's... No, it's not a high bar, but... <laughs> anyway, this is fucking Ryuki. Show. Okay, so over at uh, Kitaoka's office, right? Yeah, there's the... Kitaoka's, like, refer to these two people as Christmas ornaments. Yeah, um... The, the, the IT lady and the other person who he Megumi. previously worked for him? Yumi? Megumi. Megumi. Yeah. Wait, which one's Megumi and which one's... I, there's IT lady and then the one who used to be with Kitaoka is Megumi. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, they are both just sitting with desks that say, I think, secretary on them. They have little name cards that say secretary. And they're just staring at him. Yeah. Um, We cut back, like, Auntie is, like, is not a fan of Ori Journal editor guy, which is pretty cute. Yeah, she really hates this guy for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. Well, I think it's just, like, the idea of, like, freeloading writer at Starbucks... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, actually. This could just be, yeah, annoying to her as a cafe owner. Yeah. Um, And then Yue calls Ren and is like, Hey, come get me. I'm disappearing. That's a problem. Uh, yeah. Evaporating disease, still going. And then she, like, she gets a mirror sense and then has a flashback where, like, her younger self is telling herself that she's going to disappear on her 20th birthday. Yeah, she keeps having what appears to... I'm not sure if it's a memory or a hallucination of a child version of her telling her she is going to disappear. Yeah. So, Ren and Shinji show up, and they kind of just, like, pat her with a coat to make her stop disappearing for the moment. Yeah, uh, which was making... Are we supposed to interpret this like... Is it's like, fire or something? I think we're I supposed know. to interpret it as Shinji is an idiot and doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of think that's what's supposed to be going on, is that what he's doing doesn't have any effect, but it just stops at the same time. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Um, And then we go back... I was wondering if they were going to say that maybe, like, her connection to them was what was keeping her in this world or something, but they have not even hinted at what's yeah. going on yet. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like... the that, that would be a good choice, but hey, who knows where they're going yeah. with it. Um... So then we cut back to Shiro, and then for, like, a second, and then, like, we cut to, like, a bunch of monsters. Yeah, there there's some zombie mooks that are running around in the mirror world a lot in this episode. Yeah. And then... They look like kind of armored version of the classic Power Rangers mooks. Kind know? of. You know, there's probably an actual term, probably based off, like, an actual thing. So, uh, I'm gonna click on that real quick. Well, um, in the Power Rangers, they were called the Putty Patrol, so imagine the Putty Patrol was wearing plate armor. No, I meant, I meant, like, they probably had names in, like, Ryuki. Oh, well, they don't call them that in the show, so, hey. Oh, it's, it's Sheer Ghosts. Sheer Ghosts, okay. Um, they were modeled after Dragonflies. Interesting. They don't look anything like dragonflies to me. Uh, they're also able to shoot silk from their mouths, which that's not a dragonfly thing. Did that happen? Thing. 
Yeah, dragonflies can't do that, I don't think. But, like, that's fine. Hey, they're weird monsters, okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, back with Catboy and Asakura, he's parked his car under a bridge, yeah. gets out, and Asakura's, like, napping in the reclined seat, <laughs> and Catboy, like, goes to pick up a metal rod and is, like, it looks like he's thinking about clubbing Asakura to death in his sleep. That is true. He's like, he's like, hey, hey, I want to fight, and I, and Asakura's like, I'm napping. Yeah. So yeah, he he's like picks up a, a metal stick and is like maybe thinking about clubbing him to death, and uh, then Asakura's like, uh, you know, actually, I killed the uh, I killed the elk guy, the gazelle guy. Yeah, he's like, did you confirm the bot? Yeah, because Catboy's like, you know, I feel like I could murder you now because I've done some murders. And therefore, I am better at murder. Yeah. Uh, so then Oscar's like, no, actually, I finished off that guy. And I guess kill-stealing invalidates attempted murder or something? Well, we, we go deep into that conversation later, because he asked the <laughs> lawyer about it. Um, yeah, this is, this is extreme. I mean, okay, I get that. Uh, Catboy is already, like, a crazy person, so I guess he is confounded by this ethical conundrum, but, uh, I personally do not agree that if someone kill-steals from you that your attempted murder does no no longer counts. Yeah, like, his murder still counts. He gets the assist. <laughs> An assist is still a kill. <laughs> like, it's just being a good yeah. support for your... AD carry. Yeah, if they're if they're keeping score, then yeah, he still has like half a point or whatever. Yeah. Well no, I think like there's like a column for like exists. That's how MOBAs work, I'm pretty sure. So back over with uh we go back over with uh Yui and Shinji and Ren. Oh no, you uh, forgot the taken... you forgot the part where at the end of that thing, Takeshi's like, Yeah, I really don't care about your question. Also, this is now my car. <laughs> Yeah, that was actually... I, I definitely got a kick out of that. Where he's like, uh, this is my car now. <laughs> it's like, man, if he wasn't a huge dickhead, he would be pretty fun. I mean, he can be a dickhead and be fun. Hey. Yui's doing bad. She keeps hallucinating the voice of herself, telling her she's going to die. Yep. Uh, and now is when she introduces... Uh, I don't know if I have a past or not... Yeah, she's like, I don't remember much of my past. We used to, like, take a lot of trips. Also, we drew all the mere monsters with my brother. Yeah, she she says, like, I used to remember having, like, taking these trips with our family, but now I'm starting to realize that all my memories are of drawing monsters in a house. Right. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. They link, like, the pictures are, are somehow related to this, and then everything's connected to UA. I mean, they've both, Ren and, and Shinji have both seen the mirror room with the drawings yeah. in it, so it, it's not super hard for them to put two and two together Yeah, here. it's not, like, hard for it. It's, like, the first time, like, everything's being put together, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is, like, the first coherent time where they're, like... They've kind of been trying to avoid talking about it because they didn't want to deal with the fact that is probably going to die or someone's going to have to kill her or something. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there's a monster they have to go fight. So they run off yeah. to go have a monster fight. 
Uh, which I don't know why one of them didn't stay. There are two of them, but you know, hey. Well, because there was multiple monsters. Yeah, they do all need to go fight the sh- the what did you call them? The sh- the sheer ghost. And like, there's like this weird one-off line where like Shinji goes into survive form, which I don't think we've seen for a while. And Ren's just like, "Don't use too much power here." And I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean, Ren?" Yeah, I was definitely wondering like, has he dis- has he concluded that using a bunch of superpowers is what's making Yui evaporate or what? Yeah. Uh, share share the, your conclusions with the class, Ren, please. Yeah. Also, there's like three monsters there. I thought there was only two. It was hard to keep track of. Um, and then Kitaoka goes to leave, and Goro's Goro's told to watch the ladies. And then when they try to go after him, Goro's just like, "He's working." Yeah, he's going to work. Um, so then Lawyer um uses his heavy arms properly and blows up a bunch of monsters. Hey, finally. Shinji also uses a new move here. He uses shoot vent nope, with his... we have uh, seen that before, actually. We have? We have. God, I don't remember ever seeing this. I think it's in the early 40s, actually. I think it's like 41 or 42, but we have distinctly seen it before. I guess it's been a while since we've recorded regularly. But I definitely thought it was fun that his dragon is like a little... Like an option from Gradius or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably more like a force unit from R-Type. Another game that or, has wild-ass lore. Or like the little... the. Li- no, in uh, it's more like in Gauntlet because in Gauntlet you you can shoot and then you can have a little dragon over your head that also shoots. Well, I I was making the R type reference because technically the force units in R type are contained uh, bio, which is actually the monster that you fight. So it's kind of like you know since the dragon's also a mere monster, it's more akin to that. Wow. Um. Okay. Good job going deep on the R-Type lore for the more accurate parallel. Yeah, I told you R-Type has weird-ass lore. (laughs) Uh, I'm impressed. Okay. I, too, am impressed that I was able to pull that. Uh, Okay, so they blow up the sheer ghosts. Yui is uh, still evaporating. or Well, she starts doing it again. Well, before that happens, though, um, Catboy goes to fight Lawyer for a bit. And he's like, hey, did I actually kill Gazelle? Like, I'm unsure, and I can't ask Professor because I killed him. Yeah, he, he says that he says it a lot in these two episodes, is I would ask the Professor, but I murdered him. Yeah, and Lawyer's like, well, you're both, you and Takeshi kind of just both suck, so. <laughs> yeah, you're both dumb, so. Yeah. But then, but then, yes, Ren and Shinji go back, and then, like, they, you is gone because she ran off. And then she like her hands are doing like a weird strobing thing when they're doing the evaporation. Now they're like shining lights in her eyes too. Right. Um. And then she passes out, and then a truck almost runs over her. But then Odin comes in and is like, "I will save you." Yeah. Uh. Th- it's pretty cool actually. Odin like pimp slaps the truck <laughs> out of like uh, out of its course and into a pillar. And then it's that somehow cool. also kills the driver. Is he dead or just injured? I think it's dead because Shinji's like, well, like, saving Yui shouldn't have it had a cost. I guess it would make more sense thematically for him to be dead, but also they don't really check. Yeah. Um. And then, like, so Odin is Shiro now, like, actual Shiro. He's not using, like, a puppet this time. 
And um, he's like, don't worry, Yue, you won't disappear. This is the reason for my existence. And then stops her from disappearing. Yeah, uh, apparently he has the power to do that. Yeah. And apparently, uh, the, at some point they mention, like, that that's pretty much what, like, the writer wars for. Uh, yeah, he, he says that's the reason for my existence, is preventing Yui from evaporating. Yeah. And then we get, like... Which... I think we've known since, like, halfway through the show, but the characters haven't really known. It's a lot of just, like, finally putting it out there. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the last shot of the episode is, like, there's, like, a lot, a lot of monsters. Oh, they also preview a new survive card I hadn't, I didn't see the first time. Did they? It's got, like, a phoenix on it. Are you sure that just isn't one of the... Yes, because it is yellow. Oh. Huh. Because I don't think anybody else gets a survive form. Maybe Odin is already in his survive form and that's his. Um, so it was episode 45. And you said it was at 2258? Yes. You know what? I could have just gone to the wiki instead because it just says what card it is. Because the wiki keeps track of that shit. I assume it's Odin's survive card, right? Uh, maybe. I'm going to check right now. But you're right. That is a different survive card. Um, that episode was the 20th birthday. Unrelated to the third birthday, which is a bad game. Um, I need to play Parasite Eve at some point, too. That's a series I've been meaning to try. Uh, there, I think the first one's probably good. The second one's interesting. And uh, it's a shame they never made a third one. I downloaded a PlayStation emulator the other day so I could play Tomba again, because apparently you cannot buy Tomba from Sony anymore. Oh, yeah, Odin has this, it's a Survive Mugen card, so I guess that is Odin's card. Mugen? Is it, uh, Mugen's Infinity, right? I think it's Japanese for I Infinity. I think so, yeah. Or Endless or something like that? Yeah. It's a, some synonym of... In, an endless amount. Yeah, because I think that's why the one um, X-Aid form, his final form, is uh, Mugen, and it's based off of, uh, like, Dynasty Warrior games. Cool. So, okay. Episode 46. It only... Okay, how long have we been recording now? Don't an look. Hour. Don't okay. look. <laughs> We've been recording an hour, and we're on episode... The second episode. Don't <laughs> worry. Most of it will be cut out. That's true. Most of that was not relevant to Common Rider. Uh, Though the Spider-Man stuff might actually be relevant starting real soon. I got it. Mm, yes, I suppose. <gasps> so yeah, so we get a recap of last time uh, with UA being saved. And then we're back to Catboy being up lawyer. And lawyer's like, lawyer's starting to disappear. And then he's like, ah. I will use words to make him confused and then run away. And he's like, ha, see, the moment you start thinking about being a hero is the moment you fail. And this is where this episode is like, okay, but also bugs me a little bit because this should be Ren's dialogue. Ren should be having this conversation with Cat Guy, I think. Um, no, because I don't... I don't think like ren like gives a shit about the hero stuff um right but i think part of his discounting it as like an actual option is he definitely is he thinks that 
when you try to do it, you're already failing at it because you're trying to prop yourself up instead of help somebody. Uh, I definitely, I think the scene would be much better if Ren was here to be like, yeah, if you try, you're already failing because it's not about you. Even Shinji understands that. Maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like it's fine for Kitaoka to have it. I don't think Kitaoka thinks about other people enough to talk, to give this speech is the thing. But like, it's not really like a speech. He, he uses it as like a distraction to get away. Maybe, I guess that is what's happening, but... Also, I it's a central question of the show, so I think if they're going to address it at this point, it should be a bigger deal. I, don't, I feel like it's him just, like, being good at being a lawyer. You're right. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that we're supposed to interpret this as a generally true statement. Yeah, I like, mean... Like, that he is right about this. There's that, too. To and some like, degree. Like, he is right about it to some degree, but I feel like... It's more touched upon in earnest with, like, any of the time Shinji has questioned his motives. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I just thought it would be more interesting to have Ren in the scene to have this conversation with Cat Guy, because it would... It just would give them the opportunity to show how his relationship with Shinji has developed and how it's been actually important to the story they've been telling, but... Maybe, I don't know. I wasn't on the writing staff, so... Fair. It's not going to be, it's not the first time I've criticized a decision of this writer whose name I forgot. Anyway? Anyway, yeah. It's not the first time. Probably won't be the last time. It's going to be so fun when we get to Fies and I'm going to be like, this show's great. And you and you and Evan are just going to look at me and be like, Garrett, what? I mean, I'm expecting it to be good. I'm not, I'm not going in thinking it'll be not good. I, I'm, I don't know, because I... Like, my mind is like, anyway, I didn't even fucking write this episode. This is, like, moot at this point. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Um, wait, did you write the previous episode? He didn't write any of these episodes we watched this week. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I guess I have someone else to blame. I on. mean, he was still, like, serious head, so, like, there's probably notes passed down or whatever, but... Right, right. He's still kind of central planning for the story. Right. But uh, his his uh, he he uses the opportunity of Tiger being distracted by this uh, statement to run away, and Tiger is like hears these words haunting him throughout the episode and freaks out and attacks a fence. Yeah, he like he does scene. like the Asakura throwing a fit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Yue is like sleeping, and the boys, the, I the boys in this situation. When I refer to the boys, it is uh, Shinji and Ren. Shinji and Ren. <laughs> When we when we go over to Yui, first we cut to the moon, and then it pans down to Yui. Oh, uh, the moon represents mysteriousness and like danger and the unknown. So yeah, it also it represents good. fucking Sukiyomi getting shafted in Geo. <laughs> yeah, that's that did happen. God, her costume was so cool. <laughs> it was such a waste. God, they should have let her actually have a writer fight. Ah. Uh... Apparently, like, I need to catch up on, like, the current series, but, like, Revise, like, introduced, like, a female common Rider early and is, like, pretty solid from what I hear. Didn't... I thought they did that in Zero One, too. There was, like, the, yeah. the female investigator who got up Rider powers. Yeah. On. I think it's supposed to be even better than that. 
Hmm. I heard people being pretty worried about Revise, so hey. I think if it's I, good. From what I've watched of it, it's pretty fun. Like, I think it's pretty neat. I've been meaning to catch up with it. Uh, when are they going to make Common Writer Quiz? They still need to do, still make that one soon. Um. Yeah, what year was that in? <laughs> I don't remember. I think they actually have a year for it. I think we're already past the year of Shinobi, and they like they made like the couple episode like uh, V Cinema thing. Yeah, they they did like a couple. I was counting that. Um, what what was quiz? That's a good question. I know there's definitely a year for it. Man, quiz had like such a well developed gimmick. It's weird that they that he didn't have like an actual that he's not based on actual show. I mean, most of them were pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought they were all pretty... Yeah, all the ones they came up with were very believable future writer concepts. Yeah, I agree. Um, does it not... But, uh, okay, so we go back to... So as you were saying, we go back to the boys. Uh, they are having a conversation about what exactly they're going to do about Yui continually evaporating. Right. And the fact that now they know that the common writer fight is really for her instead of for them 2040 wow holy crap um okay. so it's gonna be a while they're uh, gonna have a whole other anniversary shows by then and come up with other characters to oh introduce. fuck fucking oh no wait that's 2121 i was like holy shit kikai was last year but no they're at 100 yeah uh yeah common writer kikai was after quiz yeah Anyway, uh, Garrett got me a Zeo belt for Christmas, by the way, which is a pretty amazing present. I love to, it, I love to spin it. It spins real good. Yeah, I need to get like a couple of those belt extender things so I can actually wear it. Oh, that's true. They do have like official ones you can get. I yeah, I've I've seen them before. I know they have them. You can also just like, there's ways to just like kit bash it. Oh, uh, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, I guess you could just do that. Um, but yeah, because, like, Ren and, like, Shinji have, like, the driving point of this episode, where, again, we kind of just go into Shinji's motivation for fighting and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, it's down to the wire, you have to actually make a decision on what you're gonna do about the whole death game thing at this point. Yeah, and... Because it was never really to preserve yourselves or win anything, it was really always about Yui. I mean, possibly winning a prize is still a thing that might happen yeah but yeah it, but uh it's a lot of focusing on like shinji like or it's ren pointing out shinji's flaw at this point where it's like look you've you've kept trying to like not kill anybody but you haven't succeeded in stopping anyone from dying uh he does say that which i was definitely like uh that is very incorrect He's actually saved quite a lot of people from being murdered by monsters and Asakura at this point. That's also true. But I think it meant, like, in sense of, like, the death game and those related to the death game. Yeah, he, he's apparently only counting the death game participants, which I'm like, oh, you still did some good even outside of that. But, hey. But, and Shinji's like, well, like, fair, but... You shouldn't have to, like, kill someone, because they're talking about... Because Ren brings up that, like, look, Shiro was the one that saved Yue. It wasn't either of us. Right. 
Uh, and and uh, Ren also brings up in this episode that it doesn't really matter to him whether what he's being told is true or not at this point. Because he says either I'll save my my coma girlfriend or I'll save Yui. Uh, one of the two. Um, Which, like, both does... is probably also an option. Yeah, I, the thing is, is that, like, he is assuming that one of the things he was told was true, which could be wrong. They could both be untrue, but... Ah, uh, it would be re- it would be a fucking twist if it actually isn't all about UA. <laughs> that that would be a weird rug pull that I don't think they're gonna do, but... I, I'm just more pointing out that Ren's logic is kind of flawed, but hey, you know. Yeah, but, like, it's sound and he believes in it, which is more than, you know, what Shinji does. He's kind of been wavering the entire show. Yeah. He is kind of willing to just be like, well, okay, we kind of knew something like this was going to happen, so I'm just going along with it at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they bring up, like, the Shiro Savener, and, like, Ren's like, well, you know, when you have someone to protect, it kind of, it's kind of a powerful motivation, and, like, you're kind of missing that, Shinji. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's the kind of the thrust of the episode, is Shinji deciding that Yui is that for him. Yeah. That's, like, the conclusion. Spoilers. Yeah. It's kind of the question of, like, does Shinji believe that uh, dealing with murdering is worth saving Yue? Of course, uh, it slightly gets taken out of his hands when there's other people do some murders in this episode. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a truck. Yeah, yeah. It's fine, he got Izakai'd. <laughs> now he's off in a fantasy land, starting oh, at level shit. one. Oh, shit. That actually fixes the ending for me. That's brilliant, actually. He gets Izakai'd into Holy. a world where then he does work to become a... Oh, my Holy God. Holy crap. That would actually be a good conclusion for his character. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because he even he even has like his dying dialogue is his like professor. Next time I'll try. <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh, that's fucking brilliant! <laughs> oh so, shit! I need to email in a way. So yeah, uh, so Catboy dies and drops into I don't know. Um, what would what would you even get Izakaid into when you already are in a world with Common Rider? Uh, I don't. I mean, all of those Isekai pastiches are basically Dragon Quest, so he's in like a Dragon Quest game now or something. I I I feel like there's ways you could play around with it where you get Isekaid from a world where you already had like superheroes and stuff. I feel like this has unlocked a lot of potential. <laughs> Fuck, that's real good. Uh, <laughs> so okay, there is a there's a scene, a dramatic scene with Yui in here where she's like sitting at um their dinner table. Uh, her her aunt brings her some food, but she's like kind of out of it. She runs and she's like still hearing the voice haunting her basically and she tries to shut the windows to stop seeing the reflection yeah but uh and then shinji walks in and she's like shit i can't show this in front of shinji so then she like goes back to open them yeah uh so she's not dealing with that super well at this point yeah um 
there's a part, there's a bit before that where lawyer, where Kidoka is enjoying Goro's food and he's talking about like how great he'll be at like his next job when he's no longer employed by him. Right, yeah. And Goro's like, what? No, I don't want to work somewhere else. Goro's a good boy. Yeah, he really, really doesn't want Kidoka to die. Which, like, fair. Uh, back in the cafe with uh, the editor and Ren. Ren brings the editor some tea, and uh, editor's like, "Here, I gotta give you something for this." And he gives him like a fifty cents off coupon yeah, for something. It' pretty good. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's an adorable bit of characterization." That even if he doesn't have anything to give, he still wants to give him tip him something. It's very good. Um, uh, we show Catboy is back at like the lab place, reflecting on words and stuff. And uh, burning things. Yeah, burning things. Shinji shows up and is like, "Hey, um, do you know anything about UA and the Mirror World connection?" And Catboy's like, "Well, you could read the read the research that I'm burning right now." <laughs> yeah. Uh, where is the research? Uh, it's in the furnace right in front of me. Oh uh, yeah. Shinji reaches in and grabs it. He like smacks it out with only the th- bottom third burned off, basically. Yeah. And, like, Catboy comments, it's like, I guess I'm just gonna, like, erase everything now. The professor used to tell me what to do, but he's dead now. I think, like, there's also a bit where, like, Shinji's, like, reading the paper, and, like, we don't see, like, what revelation he comes to. Uh, he goes into it a little bit later on. First, we go back over to, uh, Megumi and IT Lady, and I thought that they were gonna be common writers for a minute. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, like, I was 100% I'm like, I'm like, they're just practicing henshin poshes. That really looks like they're just practicing henshin poshes to try and... I thought they were trying to get into the mirror world. That's what I also minute. thought. And then Goro's like, oh, I told them they should train to be bodyguards. And I'm like, that's... That's a lame reason. Yeah. I thought it would... I, I, I thought that they were going to say they saw him go into the mirror world and they were trying to do it now. Yeah. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been cool. I don't know why they didn't go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Shinji's reading the paper and he's like, aha. And then Shiro shows up and he's like, yes, everything is for you, eh? Yeah, he's like, what you're reading is confirming what I previously told you. And then he's like, fight, Shinji. You you are the last one without something to fight for. Fight to save you, eh? This is your yeah. wish now. You are now a true common writer. Also, by the way, and you it- have like a month. Yeah, this was the point where I re- was like, wait a minute, Shinji, or uh, Shiro, Shiro's planning was terrible. He's gone down to the wire on his sister be- like evaporating into nothingness. He's like, I have limitless time-controlling powers, and I've organized a death game to keep my sister from evaporating, but it's not gonna finish up until one month before the deadline? Like, come on, man, <laughs> give yourself a little bit of leeway here. Look, humans are fickle things. Uh, also, he really put his thumb on the scales when he started just literally getting murderers and crazy people instead of just people with conflicting motivations. And, like, he's bad at he's bad at this organizing a death game. Thing. But also, like at that point, like why does he even need the death game part? I mean, he needs them to fight each other, right? But but why? Yeah, I mean, Asakura never, Asakura and Cat Guy never really had a reason to 
they didn't have a wish or anything, as far as we know. Like, even if, like, the reason is just, like, to then defeat the strongest one to eat, like, his strong monster, you could just go grind a monster yourself. I, yeah, I mean, we haven't addressed, we don't know about that yet. That might be what's happening. I feel like that would be the most, like, that's, that's what the death game in Fate Stay Night's about. I'm assuming that is also going to be the reveal here, that it was just a method of accumulating power. But, like... But, uh... In Fate, isn't there, like, a reason you have to murder each other? Like, doesn't the murdering actually create the the whatever that powers the Holy Grail? For this, there's um, just, like, other mere monsters you could just fight to get the orbs. Yeah, well, I yeah, I mean, that is kind of the thing. In in Fate, they, you need, you need seven heroic spirit, you need the, you need the energy of seven heroic spirits to power the Holy Grail, to perform the ritual, um, so the only way, and, and since you need seven people to summon them and they all have an equal claim, the lie of, uh, you have to do a death game for it to see who gets the right is like a fairly convincing lie just cause of the way it's set up. But like, what if you just got like six of your friends and we're just like, all right, we're going to do this seven times and we're just going to round robin it. Well, uh, well they did that the first time. Uh, and it, it, someone messed up the ritual. Uh, we don't know anything about the second one. The third time they were in full everyone wants the thing mode and they were, could not come to an agreement on how to do it. So they were all trying to kill each other at that point. Okay. Uh, full, like, that's like and understandable for the first three you've laid out to me. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is what Fate Zero is about. And the, the, um... The families who organize the thing at that point are like, fine, we're just going to hire ringers. We don't care about, like, they're all just playing as dirty as they possibly can from basically three on. Yeah, no, like that, that makes sense. Which is why, like, which is why information about what is happening is not available to the, the main character at the beginning of Fate Stay Night. So, like, I, I understand, like that. That narratively makes sense. I still feel like seven people of the same family could just do the thing, though, and just not mix up the ritual. It seems like oh, um, no, that can't have that. That's because of how mages work in the Type Moon universe. Only one person from a family can inherit magic, really. So you need people from seven different different families in order to have but, the magical power to do it. But but there's distinctly sisters in Fate that both know magic. Uh, yeah, but, um, Multiple. remember how one of them, one of them was adopted by a different family whose bloodline had, I'm uh, not even talking about that abil- one. Yeah, uh... I'm talking about the, the other one. Wait, which other one? It, uh, the fucking... Um... Wait, is it Toko and her sister? It might be Toko and her sister. Oh, Toko and Aozaka? Yeah, I mean, like, I know you're gonna play the, well, Aozaka is special, but... Um... I, I haven't actually read Mahotsukai no Yoru. I don't know if they address this question in there. But apparent, from my understanding, their family magic was the doll thing that Toko does. What Aozaka's thing where she, like, can it, shoot... La- I, I, she has the fifth magic, which is apparently something to do with shooting giant laser beams. Um, so who? So maybe that she just can do that on her own naturally. That could be a special situation. Chris, what do I have to do to get you to do the Fate podcast? 
I mean, if you want to just start up a recording sometime and ask me fake questions, I will answer them to the best of my ability. <laughs> but what if you can't answer them? Well, like, like, that... like it's it's a solid start for a premise, but like we we need like a fallback for when I inevitably come up with a dumb enough question that stumps you. <laughs> well, I mean that would that's what next episodes are for. Like it goes on a research docket or something. I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to like do a thing where I actually do a show analyzing the original Fate Stay Night visual novel because it's really good and not enough people have been exposed to it. I want to support you most... in your endeavor. It's the most worthwhile thing in the franchise, but it's, like, super long and would be a huge project. Like, Chris, I will commit to playing through a thing you like to do it. Well, maybe we'll do that after we finish up with Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Alright. Cool. I'm penciling that in now. Okay, but anyway, we got sidetracked. My point is, is that's the reveal in Fate Stay Night, that the death game is just a method to accumulate power... By having, you know, because you need uh, some other people to do it. I don't know if that is going to be the reveal here, too. They kind of dropped the picking up experience orbs from people who die thing a while ago. So, I don't know. That's fair. Um, But anyway, so... They have that thing. Um, So yeah, so then, like, Shiro tells that the UA... Shiro, like, disappears, and then Ren's like, hey, by the way, Catboy called us, uh, he probably wants to fight, we should go. And Shinji's just like, well, like, do I want to sacrifice to save Yue? I'm not sure yet. And then here's where Ren's like, well, you haven't made it, you have, you've been so indecisive and tried not murdering, and it hasn't really worked, so. Yeah. Uh, and I'm committed because I think having this fight will save someone. Yeah. And who it saves is not really... It, it doesn't really matter to me that much yeah. at this point. At, like, some point... Which is weird. That's that's a weird emotional response to be like, I care about two people equally, and I care about them equally enough that it d- literally doesn't matter to me which of them lives. I mean, it's weird, because, like, winning also, like, assume. Winning also lets you live, so there's that you have to think about, too. Yeah, I mean, that's true, yeah. And then, like, so Ren's like, I don't die, and then I save one I save one of these two people. One of which I'm married to, the other with, like, is a friend. Yeah. So, like, it sort of makes sense, but it was also like, wouldn't that be a little bit emotionally tumultuous? <gasps> we don't have enough episodes to go into it. I, I mean, I guess fucking not. Um, uh, Shinji goes back to the cafe and sees Yui and is like, I mean, he, he, like, she's, she's like, oh, hey, I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm glad to see you. And this is Shinji's big moment where he's like, uh, okay, I'm gonna murder people for Yui. So she doesn't die. Yeah, like, Shinji has done, like, the do it for her meme. (laughs) It's, or, or the meme of, uh, the, the meme of the guy with uh, looking back at the girl, the person he's standing next to is protecting everyone, and the the girl he's looking back at is keeping Yui from evaporating. Yeah, Civil. Uh, if it's not too much work, if you could get the "do it for her" meme with Yue as the episode art for this episode, that would be choice. <laughs> you know, that's one of Rachel's favorite Simpson episodes. I, I, it's a good one. I know nothing about the Simpsons. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I didn't until pretty recently when they started being able to watch it on Disney Yeah, like, Plus. I don't have, like, the childhood thing for it, because I was not allowed to watch it as a child. I had the same thing. Like, fucking people have been referencing The Simpsons around me for, like, 20 goddamn years, and I've just been like, okay. Yeah, I'm just like, cool. Uh, 30, actually. I forgot how old I am for a second there, That's... and that The Simpsons has been going since before I was born. Really? Really? I guess I guess The Simpsons does outdate you by a tiny bit. Uh, yeah, it was late 80s. Started late 80s. I think it was 89, because I think I'm barely older than it. But yeah, people have been referencing it forever, and only recently have I watched any of it, really. Yeah. Um, and then Lawyer heads off for a fight. Shinji has, like, his dedication thing. Um, to- yeah, apparently Cat Guy called them all, uh, called everyone to be like, Let's go have a big fight and finish this. Yeah. Takeshi is beating up a car, beating up his new car, waiting for everybody to arrive. <laughs> the car he stole. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a bit where, like, the girls are like, aren't you worried about your boss? Because Goro shows up later, and, like, there's a line that um comments on that, which then lets him be here later. Yeah, there's, like, a brief scene somewhere in the episode that's yeah. has, is basically the same as the previous he's-going-to-work scene. Yeah. But then this time he's like, well, aren't you worried? And then he ends up going out. That comes back to play later. Um, yeah. And then we we didn't mention the part where um they're hanging up decorations and Auntie is using the chief as a chair. Oh, yeah, I forgot to bring that up. And he's just like, I'm helping. <laughs> I love his dialogue of, uh, she's using me as a step stool, out of, and I'm glad to help, even though we have chairs. So many chairs. All of these chairs. Uh, good joke. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, so um, Ren, Takeshi, and Lawyer are like the only ones that show up, and they're just like, yeah. well, let's just fight anyway. Yeah, they're like, well... Yeah, maybe the three of us is best for this in any way. Yeah, and then... Um... They all turn into their Kamen Rider forms and jump into the reflections on their vehicles. Yeah. And then Cat Guy walks up from off-screen with a gasoline can and starts pouring gas on the uh, car that Asakura said was his. So, like, this is almost a sweet plan, and I'm like, I'm kind of upset they didn't like try to go with it that way did did you think that if he destroyed the reflective surface that they entered from that they just would be stuck in the mirror universe because I, th- I thought that was i thought they was established that like specifically early on in the show did they did that happen with one of the other characters i, I think it happened with ryuki where um like shinji's first time in there like he tried to go back through a different mirror and it didn't work Right, right, but I don't... Yeah, he tried to... He had to find the car that he had gone through in order to get back out. And I'm just like... I don't... I'm just like, oh shit, this is a brilliant idea, and then they don't do anything with it. Yeah, I don't think it's ever come up again, so... I thought that's what was happening at first, but that's not the plan. I... I, It's too good to be his idea. Also, that might be a thing that the characters have grown past, because I feel like we've seen them come out through mirrors that they didn't enter through at this point. Unsure. I I could see it either way. But yeah. Uh so so um Kidoka, Asakura, and Ren are having a big three way fight for like twenty seconds. Yep. Then a bunch of, of uh new of the what? Sheer ghosts? Yep. Yeah, the sheer ghosts show up again. 
And then, like, Ren gets taken off-screen somewhere. Yeah, he he does the tokusatsu jump cut and do a different scene. And then, so, uh, Lawyer and Takashi are just there. And then Cowboy ends up showing up. Yeah, they blow Cowboy, up the Cat monsters, Boy. and then Cat Guy uh, final vents um, Kidoka so that his uh, monster is dragging him along the ground. Yeah. And then... Kid Oka's just like, well, what if I just shoot this monster? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, Asakura and Cat Guy are fighting for a little bit. Um, and then, like, Kid Oka's gonna shoot them with his big bazooka thing. Yeah. Uh, but Asakura uses his snake to spit acid on Kid Oka's mm-hmm. gun and it melts. Mm-hmm. Which I did not realize was on the table. That seems unfair. Right, but I mean, to be fair... Kid Oka then tricks the monster into aciding Takeshi in the face. Yeah, Kid Oka's is like, oh, this reminds me of my raid from Tuesday. And he decides to to pull the monster over so that it is facing him. And Asakura is on the other side of him when it starts its next attack. And then dodges out of the way. Yeah. I'm like, good good job making it vulnerable before it's in rage phase. Yeah. It was pretty solid. Um, and then, the, like, they end up going to the outside world, and then, like, Takeshi starts trying to beat um, Lawyer up, but then Goro shows up to save him. And then Takeshi goes to start the car, and then it blows up because there's a bunch of gasoline yeah. poured on it. Yeah, uh, apparently, yeah, pouring gasoline on the car apparently made it ex turned it into a bomb yeah um and then like don't i'm pretty sure that's not how that works yeah so then like goro throws kidoko away but kidoko goes back to help goro but then takeshi like terminator 2's reaches out his hand to <laughs> he, grab goro yeah, he reaches out of the fire to be like uh from hell's heart i stab at thee but like yeah the lawyer gets goro away and then the there, car blows you said up. that apparently Apparently, Asakura isn't even dead. Yeah, I feel like he survived car explosions before. I mean, he survived other stuff that seemed implausibly likely to kill him. I I also just know he's not dead. This felt very close to him dying on screen. We see his hand go all, like, claw-like and char in fire, so... I thought he was dead. (laughs) I mean, he's not dead, but it's okay. Okay. He's been the focus of so much of the show. I don't know what to tell you. I know. It's just... I mean... Okay. It would be funny if I'm wrong and he actually is dead, but... (laughs) I thought you looked it up. I'm pretty sure. I was double-checking and I'm like, "Mm, I haven't seen this in a while. Am I lying? (laughs) But, uh, yeah. That was pretty dramatic. Um... There's definitely some iffy green screening going on. With all the monsters, yeah. Yeah, when the monsters all show up, there's a little bit of a, some fakey green screening. And then when Asakura's in the fire, it's also yeah. like... I mean, Ooh, it's like 2002. He's definitely on fire. I'm like, okay. Alright. But yeah. So... Bringing back our iffy green screening category from the beginning of... Uh, of What was the first show we did? Uh, Kuga. Kuga, yeah, from the beginning of Kuga. <laughs> Alright, so for this last bit, let's finish up the non-Catboy stuff first, so then we can just sit on the Catboy stuff. Uh, right, so basically the conclusion of the episode is Shinji shows up at where Rin is, 
Uh, Rin has just finished off some of the ghosts, and Shinji's like, okay, I've decided we're going to do this thing. You and me, we're going to fight to figure out who saves Yui. And they both pull out their survive cards and transform, and they're going to have their big face down. Yeah. Yeah. Shinji's uh, like, I, I understand now that I've been naive, and like, I will bear the burden that it costs to save this life. I really like that they're like transforming elemental effects effects like crash into each other when they're transformed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Time. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then yeah, they're both facing off and their monsters are like behind them. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a cool shot. Alright, so now let's back it up to the Catboy conclusion. So conclusion of Catboy's story. After he apparently poured the gasoline on the guy's car on the car that that's crystal. Yeah. He is walking down a tunnel. And he, for, and he is talking to the voice of the professor that is probably just in his head, right. presumably. And he's like, ah, I bet that car fire worked out real well. Yeah, that definitely killed that guy. I'm sure he's 100% dead. Uh, I'm doing a good job at this murdering thing. Gonna be a hero soon. Yep. Um, He sees a guy pick up a kid and is like, the professor had a kid and he picked him up. Yep, um, and then they're at, like, a crossing. Yeah, they're standing at an intersection, they go to cross the road, and they're gonna get hit by a truck. Yep. Asakura jumps in, pushes the guy with the kid away, gets run over by the truck, and dies. Yep. And then, uh, like... And at... on, apparently, unlike Asakura, he straight up dies on screen. It, like, fades to black and white. Yeah, and then like, see a bunch of people, like, day. go around him, and they're like, oh, don't touch him, that's gonna make it worse. And then the dad's like, yeah. oh, but he was a hero. He saved me and my son. Yeah. We see, like, an obituary that says, saved a father and son, a hero. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he became a hero at his dang moments. Yeah. And then That's... and then at this point, we choose to make it canon that he then now has been Isekai'd somewhere. <laughs> yes. He, he does also literally experience the beginning of, like, the last ten years of Isekai shows. Getting hit by a car while throwing a kid away. Which, like... Oh, shit, maybe he just turned into a spirit detective. I, you know, I was thinking of the Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> thing, too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess technically Yu Yu Hakusho wasn't Isekai. But, like, that's a good show. I mean, I don't think it was, because he was still in the same world. But the, like, like, he still interacted with the same characters from before he got killed. I don't know. I, like, calculate out how long, like, the like the Dark Terminant arc is to, like, him doing Earth shit. <laughs> Okay, I think for it to be an isekai show, you can't have access to your previous situation. And he definitely has access to it again pretty quick. Uh, but like... It's like how Digimon Season 1 starts off as an isekai, but Digimon Season 2 doesn't. But... But like... So then you get into weird things. Because like, in Super Robot Wars 30, one of the shows represented is like, a knight in magic and robots. Where he's specifically an isekai character... But then he goes back to Earth. Uh huh. But like he's still an Isekai show though. Huh. And then like, how does that work with like Ray Earth? Is Ray Earth then not an Isekai? Uh, I haven't seen Ray Earth, so I don't know what the situation is there. It brings up a lot of questions. Fushigi Yuki's an Isekai because she like falls into another world and can't go back. Is Inuyasha an Isekai? Uh, for the for a while, yeah, because she, she the the portal back to her own time doesn't work. But then it does. 
Yeah, eventually. So then is it not an isekai when it does? I mean, I think shows can start off as isekai shows, and then, like, it's an isekai show. As long as the the mystery and danger of being in a place you're unfamiliar with has to be a component for it to be an isekai show. Yeah. It, like, has to be a world that works on different rules than the real world that you can't escape. I think that's, like, a, an important component. Okay. I'm gonna stick with that. All right. Um, yeah, Hakusho show's uh, a dope show, though. Yeah, Catboy isn't cool enough to be a spirit detective, so... That's why he gets isekai He's in Dragon Quest now, or whatever. Yeah. Well, he's probably just in some MMO. They're all MMOs, aren't they? Yeah, they're all in MMOs that are referential on Dragon Quest or something. Which, like... Or Final Fantasy. Like, the thing is, like, yeah. they're almost onto something, but, like, I feel like they haven't done one that, like, leans into the gamification and enough to make it work uh yeah i mean that was a that, did you watch um i didn't want to get hurt so i'll just try raising my defense or whatever it was called uh no i that one's actually pretty fun because it's not it's not an isekai show it's just a show about enjoying playing mmos that's neat that sounds cute yeah it's uh yeah it, it's a show about like someone who tries to play an MMO in a non-traditional way and ends up breaking the game. And it's, like, cute and fun. That's interesting. It's kind of yeah. like, um... It's actually not an Isekai. It's... Technically, it's not even anime. It's, um... Fucking... It's... Whatever Korean animation's called. Um, but, uh... Fuck, what's it called? The King's Game? And that's about, like, a dude who plays, like, an MMO. And, like, he plays it in, like, an unconventional way. I think I made you watch the first episode of Daysun. I think I remember this, yeah. And, like, yeah. he plays, like, in a way where, like, he never makes the choice to specialize into a class. So, like, he finds all, like, these unique ways to, uh, um, to, like, break the game by never picking a specialization. Because he can, he can like, take basic skills from every class. And, uh, and like, there's yeah. more interesting stuff, too, where, like, he's he, like, has, like, real high APM and game sense and stuff. So, like, he's good at oh, PvP. Right. And, like, they, they, like, work to figure out how to break, like, uh, dungeon runtime records and stuff. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if uh, you're going to go yeah. into the game point, go into it. They did some of that at the beginning of No Game, No Life. No Game, No Life is, like, that's my favorite isekai. I like that show a lot. The, the Zero movie's just sad. It's really good. Like it's yeah. good, but it's fucking a downer. Yeah, I could I could not believe just like how effective the climax of that movie was cuz like man. Yeah, it really gets you just like out of nowhere. Like that's a good movie. That movie makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Fate Stella actually has a kind of similar conclusion, but yeah, Stella is really good. I haven't finished. That was the Dynasty Warriors one, right? There are two of them now. Yeah, because Extella yeah. Link is a sequel to Extella. But yeah, like I only, I think I only got through the the Nero route, mm -hmm. also known as Nero is horny for protagonist, <laughs> which is a fun way to start the story off. It is really funny just seeing Nero be like, "Well, we already had our big war." I am just going to relax and be horny for my wife now, thank you. 
Yeah, unless, like, you... Oh, people expect me to do things. I mean, unless you play the male protagonist, but then, like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's an option. All right, well, I'm going to have to stop you. We're we're burning fate podcast. (laughs) Oh, man. The the dry run can just be playing playing those games. Oh, we can we can work. I up. want to talk about the the end of the Tamamo arc. It's so good. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Um, um, we did it though. We talked about some episodes. Do you have anything Ryuki relevant to say at this point? Uh, no. I mean, I guess I'm kind of excited for the big showdown between Rin and Shinji. Though they do, they are talking to each other in the real world again in the preview. So apparently, they're not going to actually murder one or the other one. Who knows? Which, of course, they wouldn't, but, you know. Who knows? It really feels like this relationship should have developed a little more than it has. I wonder if they do anything with that in Dragon Knight. Uh, dra- uh, man. Dra- Dragon Knight is its own beast. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting close to endgame stuff. We've almost explained the plot. We're getting there. Yeah, I mean, really, the only question left is how exactly does this fight keep Yui from evaporating? And how does the wish work? Those are really the only questions left. Yeah, just a lot of, like, how and why. I guess also, where is Yui from? And, like, how is Shiro alive are also there, but... Yeah. Yeah. All good questions. You know, I was thinking, back when we watched Zio, part of what made Ryuki seem so exciting to me was... In Zio, they take the concept of the mirror world and have um, the protagonist of Zio fight like a dark twin of himself. I thought that's what this show was going to be about. It's not. No, it's not at all. Yeah, Zio just totally made up like a universe component of Ryuki for that story that did not that is not in the original show at all. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's still been interesting. Uh, Garrett, do the outro. <laughs> okay. Um, we are a podcast on the internet at um, journeythroughthedecacast.com where there are links to all of the things, um, like the podcatchers and some Twitters, you know, stuff like that. Um, and... You can rate and review us. Uh, we'd like rates and reviews. You can email us. There's an email there. Um, yep. All sorts of stuff like that. Yep. Feel free to contact us if you would like to express anything or to have your perspective shared on the show. We would probably do that. Yep. And I mean, unless it was awful, which I'm sure it wouldn't be. You're listening to us, and we're great. So. Yeah, I don't have anything to add after that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, have a fun one, everybody. Hope the New Year's treating you well. Yep, uh, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that.